0: So this is kind of special for me because as a lot of you know, this is my last uh, episode before I go off to hollyhock. So I talked to Adam about it and he said it would be okay if I get to do the introduction this time. So here we go. I haven't rehearsed this, so here we go. Um, hi, welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process for storytellers tellers, and artists and other people like that.
1: Uh, and and tell them your name. Oh right. Joshua this is this is Joshua Townsend. (laughs) Oh that's good. They know who you are. And I'm Adam Lesser. Welcome to the show. Now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station.
0: Hey Adam. It's time for notes on your notes. So I got a question for you that I have been contemplating and working with for a very long time.
1: Uh-oh. I feel like I'm going to have to give an answer.
0: Yeah, you are. But it's really simple. It's really okay. simple. It's very binary. It's very like yes, no. Hit me. Okay. The question is, and this is about, um, let's make this about your dad. Okay. Okay. So, start easy. <laughs> start easy. Yeah. Uh, would you say that innately, even if you were to do like a, a like 15, 51, 49 split, or it could be higher, but you know, binary, one or the other. Even if there's always one dominant, one dominance. Would you say that your your dad, your father, is either a city guy or a country guy?
1: He's definitely a city guy.
0: Okay. All right. And your mom, city, country.
1: City. Okay.
0: And um, your sister.
1: She's sort of interesting mm-hmm. because, she, because of her work. She's mm-hmm. lived in a number of major international cities. Okay. She's now in New York. Mm-hmm. But part of me feels like she's actually a country person. Okay. So
0: like I said, even, even if it's a 51-49 split, we still yeah. have to make one, one choice. So you would yeah. say...
1: Yeah. I'm going to go I'll ask her. She may disagree, but I actually think she's a country person country.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's not it's not uh it's um it's it's how you perceive it as well. I mean, people have their own, you know, ways of seeing it. So, like for me, like okay, so I'm going to ask you the other question which is how about yourself? Self-referred. Are you mm-hmm. su- city or country?
1: Oh, it's so it's so tough because I I I feel I know you want me to go one way, but I feel really mm-hmm. like there are I've even if lived we, in Big Sur for I a couple understand. months, and I've lived in New York City.
0: 49.51, I'm talking about the innate innate thing. If someone were to ask you which one, even if it's 49.51.
1: I think innately I'm a city person. City person, okay. And I would
0: agree with you. I would say that you're, if someone asked me about you, I would say you're yeah. a city person. yeah. Well, how about you Joshua? What are you? <laughs> and I thought, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joshua, close your yeah, eyes. Yeah, close my eyes okay. Um I there's no question that I'm a city guy. And I've talked to, you know, literally hundreds of people and asked them this question and everyone that relatively knows me and knows me um has agreed that I'm a city guy. And and I'm 100% okay with that. Yeah. So here's the point of this of of this in terms of of why we're talking about it, even though it's a fun cocktail party game. Yeah. Um, is it's twofold. Is one is is that in every story, uh, the, every, in almost every classic story, there's always an element of the country person going to the city or the city person going to the country. Right. So there's always a migration, and within that migration, we are going to experience different things, and we're going to be like the fish out of water, and that adds to the complexity of the storytelling. Because we're watching that. We're watching people come back into balance. We're watching them learning and growing and integrating different aspects of themselves because they're out of balance. And a lot of storytelling is about bringing the main character back into
1: balance. I think also one thing that you often stress Mm -hmm. that I am aware of, particularly with the people you work with, is Mm -hmm. that you have to choose. That people want you, it bothers you a lot. And I don't think this is something, it really it's does. Not, I really see not, you get irritated. Yeah,
0: it's not me personally. It's just the art of storytelling. Well, like yeah. what I did when
1: I'm yeah. like, oh, I I increasingly spend more time in the country, but I've lived in New York for seven years. You know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, torn, like I'm torn, I'm torn. torn yeah. I'm so complex. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, from a storytelling perspective and a craft yes. perspective, yes, you're just like, you got to choose a point of view for your character. If you stay in the middle,
0: there can be no significant shift or train or, or change. You have to go to one extreme or the other. You have to go to one pole, the left pole or the right pole. And I'm not personally invested in to which pole you pick, the polar opposites. But if you pick one pole, then you can actually go to the other for the arc of the of the storytelling or yeah. or the change of the character. But if you stay in the middle, there's not enough change to to make it a compelling story that's that's the problem,
1: yeah, I think that's part of the problem, and I think there's something related to the way we perceive characters that when characters feel a little muddy to us, mm-hmm. um, we have a harder time engaging. It's sort of like how I think one of the things we love watching is geniuses
0: mm-hmm.
1: and geniuses are very, very clear. In these binary states, if you look at Mm -hmm. like, like we love, like our fascination with anyone from like Einstein to Michael Jordan to like, when we look at anyone doing something at a super high level, I think they usually have a very clear perspective about some of these binaries. And that's part of our engagement. Mm -hmm. And I think when someone is sort of in the middle, Mm -hmm. we have a hard time latching on. I think I'm just, it's just an idea. It's a theory. I think as an audience, there's something there that happens. Well, we want to be
0: wrong. We want to see a commitment to a certain, a certain ideology or a certain approach, whether it's right or wrong. We want to see that commitment to one end.
1: Yeah. It's like almost like the complexity that the writer may feel about the character. is just too much for the audience actually to like deal with at that moment.
0: Especially in the beginning of things, because we need to be able to... It's, it's a very funny dance. You bring in a very complex situation there, Adam. I wasn't expecting that, but yeah, so thank I, you. But No, no, but, no, no, just, but thank I you. The but, then, but yeah, but, but it's a very complex thing, because we need... In, in storytelling, we need it to be um, a common experience so that we go, oh, okay, this is relatable, but yet complex enough where we get intrigued. And those are our opposite... So it needs to be familiar and at the same time unfamiliar. Right. Uh, And that's what's going to draw us in. But let's go back to the country city thing.
1: Let's look at some other binaries because I think you always have good good ones to think about.
0: Well, the the thing about the country city thing is that it's it's in so many uh, classic stories and it's really easy for us to spot it. So what happens is that when the country person leaves and has to leave the country and go into the city— that usually sets up a situation where someone who's uh, innocent or not, you know, not uh, not aware of the the rules of the of the of the new world, and they bring that innocence and sensibilities of nature into the city, and they both grow from. Learning things that happen in this new world, the city, but they also bring their sensibilities of nature, and so that's why like Crocodile Dundee takes a takes a soup can and like throws it at a burglar or whatever and hits him in the head, and so there's comedy there. And then the other way around it is that the city person will go to the country because the city person most of the time is sophisticated and removed from reality, and you know they wear certain kinds of outfits and they get served, and then they go into the country and they get they they get forced into a position where they have to wash their own clothes, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. they have to shed their exterior life and become, you know, to learn humility or acceptance. There's
1: or, this Christmas movie called The Family Stone that I've always loved. Uh-huh. I like Christmas movies. And uh, um, Sarah Jessica Parker plays this sort of like sophisticated Manhattanite uh-huh. woman. And then she goes out to, I think it's some college town in Massachusetts or Connecticut. hmm and she meets the family of her fiancé and, you know, there's scenes with her trying to walk through the snow in high heels and, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like suddenly mm-hmm. she's thrown into
0: a different world. world right? yeah. A different world. In a world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so let's go through some other ones. Um, what I try to do is I try to extract out any psychological implications and really try to bring it to the table where it's um, – it's equal, where we don't have a, a, a direct bias for one or the other. Like country's country, city is city. There's no overlay
1: of a like bias. There's, yeah, there's no judgment. Like, like an example of judgment would be like uh, neurotic. Yeah. Like, right, yeah, like adjectives that describe character that are of a negative connotation.
0: Yeah, w- which has an override. Yeah. Because some people can think of country uh, personally as like, you know, negative, but that's a personal overlay
1: as opposed yeah. to a cultural overlay. Right, right. Um, fast or slow. Right, like does, is this person character conducting their life in a fast or slow way?
0: Mm-hmm. And, and that could be mental, it could be physical, it could be, you could, you could put it into a lot of different areas of their life are they and this is a little fancy as a word but self-centric or other centric
1: is it do you feel like do they think of themselves first or are they directed towards others because i feel like maybe yeah. there's a little connotation of like helping wow. altruism or you how do you mean it i mean
0: it just is is it like are they are they not, it's again forty nine fifty one or higher yeah. are they more concerned about themselves or are they more concerned no, about no, the other? Right. And neither is, is good or bad. It's about, see, it's all about coming back to balance. But we have to go to one extreme in order for the character to go back into balance. If the yeah. character's never out of balance, there's no conflict. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of, oh, this, this is like, um, this is one that I use a lot. And um, maybe I have to describe the word, but um, low decorum or high decorum.
1: Yeah, I use this a lot and I never knew what you're talking about, but I ultimately realized that this is what I think you're talking about. And you can correct me. Um, yeah, what are you talking about? This is what happens about? a lot with Josh. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But basically you mean the detail and the sophistication with which uh, someone presents themselves, both physical details, mm-hmm. intellectual details. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Uh, I would use another word besides detail, but yes. So if someone presents in a very um, uh, sophisticated way, a very mannered way, a very high, oh, structure would be another way: high structure, low structure. But to me, decorum means like if you go into a five-star hotel, yeah. that would be high decorum. Right. And if you and if you were to go on to Skid Row, Los Angeles Street, downtown, sleeping on the street, that would be low decorum
1: yeah and this has been this dynamic is the basis of like a million comedies the one that comes to mind is king ralph which Mm -hmm. a classic Mm -hmm. (laughs) if -hmm. you haven't seen it but the premise of king ralph is that um all of the royal family in england is electrocuted during a photography session in the rain (laughs) which is like a great premise and then they have to go searching for the king of england and they have to dig through the bloodlines And they eventually find this guy, Ralph, who's like this American bumpkin Mm -hmm. who, like, you know, is a fat guy whose pants are sagging. And, like, they bring him and he becomes the king of England. And so... He's yeah. obviously low decorum, yeah. right? Like, yeah. he doesn't understand. You know, they have to teach him how to, which fork to use at the dinner table, with which, which with which course, you know, like, yeah. That's a classic, it's a classic sort of comedy setup.
0: It is, it is. And, and you can also use it for, um, for uh, dramas as well, like uh, Prada.
1: The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah,
0: you know, The Devil Wears Prada. That lady who, uh, what's her Anna name? Anna Winters' character. And, uh, and the other one. They live in a very highly sophisticated, high decorum world. World of high fashion. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, and then, and then, there's a descent of, of that decorum because they lay out high decorum. Like, here comes the queen. Here comes the queen. Right. right. And then, and then, slowly, we see that um, uh, Charlie Chaplin is is uh, is a bum which should comport himself in a certain way, and yet he has high decorum, which is also a wonderful way of creating comedy for for his character. Um, Judge Judy is fantastic because as a character, she's high decorum. She's a judge, a judge, a king, a prince. It's not about their actual um, job, but those archetypes we look at too as high decorum. But when Judge Judy opens her mouth, sometimes she's low decorum.
1: Yeah, she sounds like a Jersey housewife. Yeah, and
0: that's fantastic. And then we like that.
1: Yeah. Um, Contrast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how some actors, I feel like, always end up cast in high decorum. And yeah. Some, like Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Like, try to name a movie where he's low decorum. He's right. not. He's always this, like, right. you know, Klaus von Bülow in Reversal of Fortune. But mm-hmm. I just think, I just saw him in Red Sparrow. He's always this put-together, mm-hmm. you know... Another word we can use for this is mannered. Yeah, it's uh, always it, mannered. Yeah, if
0: he's, and some characters are highly mannered, and some characters uh, have no manners.
1: Right, versus someone like Jeff Bridges, like the dude in The Big Lebowski, where he's yes. always like... I don't know if Jeff Bridges is always cast like that, but there's some quality of him which is low decorum. Uh-huh. You know, John uh-huh. Goodman is the same. He was cast as King Ralph. He's also the the father in Roseanne Barsha, what's it called, Roseanne? Mm-hmm. You know, he like some... People tend to like gravitate towards that on a casting level. Absolutely, mm-hmm.
0: um, Natalie Natalie Portman. I was it's watching always her decorum. always, yeah. and it's and it's part of it's part of the actor, but then it's also the uh, part of what they're willing to reveal or
1: conceal. What well. I find interesting is dramatic actors who are low decorum. Yeah, those are really interesting to me. Like people who can do that, and I'm trying to I'm struggling to even think of one, but I know there must be ones. But like, because like Chris Farley, John Goodman, a lot of these, John Goodman's interesting because he can go both ways, but mm-hmm. like, like certainly all the SNL people, right? Always, a lot of the times are cast as low decorum because they're comedic actors, yeah. but a dramatic actor that can do low decorum is always really interesting to me. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to think of like a good example of that. I mean, there's worlds where low decorum, uh, oh, people don't want to hear this word, but Kevin Spacey, mm. you know?
1: What are you thinking about?
0: Um, That one, that breakout film he did a long time ago, um,
1: where he he played Alan Ball script. What's it
0: called? Uh, American Beauty. American Beauty, but also the one where he played the guy with the limp.
1: Oh, Kaiser Shose Yeah. uh, The Usual Suspects. The Usual Suspects, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. He's low decorum. He's low decorum, and he's sort of interesting. He's low decorum, but like uh, mischievous and devious. Yeah.
0: Walter White is a good example of both high and low decorum. He has high decorum in some areas of his life, low decorum in others. Right, he has high decorum in the chemistry lab, low uh-huh. decorum around his family. Uh-huh. Emotionally, yeah, emotionally yeah. available. Okay, so next? Those are the Those are some of the exciting things I like to look at. Um, some of the other, uh, and these are ones you can just pop through and look for the ones that's gonna serve you when on your writing project. Um, low coping skills, high coping skills. Interesting. Yeah. So basically, uh, when they're stressed, how do they respond? Mm-hmm. How much? How much can they? How much can their nervous system handle before they start to break apart? Yeah, we apart? should
1: probably not uh, do that one with our families. Yeah, we, are, we, won't, <laughs> open that, we won't open that door.
0: Uh, are they more outward or are they more inward? Uh-huh. Um, That's like introvert extrovert. It is, but I, I purposely didn't use that. I'm wondering why. Because because there's an
1: overlay there's of a that psychological overlay. Yeah, that you don't ex- like. exactly. And, and I'm
0: trying to break. But out I, have no of jo-
1: that. I don't think I think introverts are having a renaissance in our society. I don't think they're judged, but it is interesting. I know a lot of introverts who feel like they've been negatively judged in society. Exactly, and
0: so I want to move away from that. Okay. And even by saying that they're having a renaissance, means that there's a judgment. I got you. So that's okay, true. all
1: right, okay.
0: Um, this is a good one. Um, innately, are they at high self-expression or at low self-expression? Mm, that's good. That's a really good one for a transformational piece. So if someone's in 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 high self-expression, they could be uh, manic or anger or whatever, but they're expressing fully. And then they would they would have a different character arc than the one that's at, at the low end, which is shut down, unable to confront anyone at, at low uh, self-expression.
1: Yeah, that's a great one. And I feel like I notice that one a lot, usually when I'm watching bad acting. Because mm. a high expression character in the hands of an unskilled actor mm-hmm. is painful to watch. Yeah. Because they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's uh, overacted. Doing high expression in an authentic, true way Mm -hmm. is hard. It is. For an actor. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Whereas I feel like the reverse, low expression, you can get away with a lot more. A lot of the times they say, you know, I hear directors say, like, less, just more. Yeah, just do nothing. If if, if you're ever in doubt in front of a camera, do Mm -hmm. nothing and you'll be okay. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Um, Here's one free spirited or deeply grounded?
1: oh yes we, we've talked about this yeah in relation to personality type yeah you know who are the adventurous seekers the people who are not worried about the future who are gonna let the wind take them where they wanna go versus mm-hmm. uh, the grounded people who are gonna go slow yeah who are gonna um, not necessarily seek out the next thrill who are gonna stay right homebound right homebound whatever home represents yeah, right could be that mountain could be
0: and and I, I prefer free spirited over adventure because i could be an adventure but be totally locked down i could be like an adventure that has like a list of 20 things you or be tightly you the, could be
1: like one of the per- people that hikes k2 yeah who's actually you know to hike k2 you actually are a little bit neurotic and tightly yeah. wound usually yeah
0: type a personality yeah. you could be a type a person and be an adventure you could be loosey goosey
1: and be an adventure you know what so, i love is mm. like when people list These really like alpha sort of um, corporate dudes Uh on their Instagram profile, they list things they're into adventure travel. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. It's just like, yeah, nothing sounds less adventurous than traveling with you. <laughs> <laughs> drop, drop me
0: off on a on a virgin ski slope with fresh powder, baby. That's yeah. all I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all that's right. cool. Get out of here. Um, and then here's another one that's kind of interesting. Innately, again, we're going after innate. Um, innately, are they a talker or are they a listener?
1: Mm. Wrong two people to ask that question of. <laughs> <laughs> Two people who host a podcast <laughs> so who sometimes just call each other and argue with each other.
0: Wait, no, no. Shut up, I'm talking. No, Adam, wait, wait, listen. Wait, I'm not done listening. Please continue. No, you're interrupting my listening. I want you're to listen more. Conscious that's listening. Balanced listening, conscious listening. Active listening. That's active another listening. of mine.
1: <laughs> Are you doing some active listening right now? Let's putting on our listening
0: ears. Okay. So these are some of the things that you can can, uh, identify. And people go, well, I just create. I just like to do what I do. And you know what? That can work too. But here's the problem. The problem with unconscious creation is that it, it makes it
1: more challenging to repeat it. So you like to do this consciously with these binaries because you feel like you can really sort of architect a character for any story you're working with by building it. From this, from the, this is a, a way to approach
0: that. If you consciously, yes, absolutely. If you consciously make a decision that, that this person is going to go from, from high decorum to low decorum throughout the thing, throughout the, the story, the narrative, then, then I can purposely, since I'm consciously doing it, I'll purposely put them in uh, a Manhattan, you know, luxury hotel in scene one. Yeah, I'll I'll do it by design because I'll I'll know what I'm writing to in terms of where I want them to end up. Mm. Uh, And if I unconsciously create it, then I may I may, you know, I may do it or I may just, you know, make it a, you know, like a like a three star uh, restaurant. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think one thing that would be helpful for everyone is uh, if you're working on a project, maybe to Pick one or two characters and work with some of these binaries. Come up with your own and just see, like, which way do they go? Mm -hmm. Like, who are they? And if they're like this, how might that pick one scene and then rewrite it with that perspective in mind?
0: Yeah, exactly. A a low-stakes way of of just working with it, appreciating it, and seeing if it works for you. It also really helps as as assigning some of these behaviors to your characters at the beginning of of your story and, and look at them at the end of the story and have they shifted. Are they different?
1: Yeah. 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 This has been Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam. And I'm I'm, I'm still Josh. Josh is still (laughs) here. One thing I would like our listeners to do is to go to notesonyournotes.com, pick your favorite episode, and post it on social media, and then take a picture of it and email Josh and I. (laughs) (laughs) We're at at notesonyournotes.gmail. Yes. And uh, ask us a question, and we'll write you back that's a great idea Adam. we'll write you we'll write you back ask us a question yeah any question about storytelling about a script about a novel about josh's p- experience in puberty K- kombucha <laughs> how,
0: you know the proper way to make kombucha
1: josh's experience in puberty <laughs> yeah, or
0: or you know what my favorite 100 percent cacao bar is because you know,
1: just you can ask us anything but and even adam's puberty yes, yes. or my experience of puberty yeah.
0: sure yeah. uh is, is it over yet oh phases phases and places phases
1: and when you email us the photo or wherever you've shared it on social media josh will go ahead and post that photo on instagram and tag you with all of our followers and uh, that'll keep us in the never-ending uh loop of social media uh in which mark zuckerberg gets richer awesome Uh, This has been Notes on Your Notes The music on our show is courtesy of Kevin MacLeod And the sound design is courtesy of me We'll talk to you next week